Eric didn't have a car, so he borrowed his uncle's to take me out on our first solo date. Not having a car was not unusual for a 19-year-old city kid from Miami in the 90s. During that time, we were able to catch the bus or the metro rail to most places we needed to get to. The Omni Mall housed a popular movie theater, easily accessible by public transportation. It was flattering that Eric had borrowed his uncle's car, though, to come and pick me up. We went to see The Matrix, a new Keanu Reeves film that was getting a lot of hype. The theater was packed, and at the Omni, this meant that you would always see someone you knew, and there would be additional comedic commentary during the movie. Hey, Angel, what's up? You out tonight? Asked Shoni, one of the girls in my class, as she sidled up to us. She was wearing a smile that was aimed at Eric, even as she spoke to me. Shoni had been in many of my classes since ninth grade. Now that we were seniors, it was no secret to anyone that she liked the attention of boys and men. Shoni was a hoe. She, classi- she was classified as loose meat, apt to go after any and all hard leg with no exceptions. Looks that way, I replied, not at all happy to see her. Oh, Miss Teresa let you out to play. She looked Eric up and down as she referred to my mother. Mm, who is your friend? She finished, looking eagerly up at him. This is Eric, I said. What's up? He said to her. And then, excuse me a minute, Angel. I, I think that's our popcorn. With that, he walked away from us and headed to the counter to collect our snacks. He had seemed to want to get away from her scrutiny before the movie. She had a way of looking at a dude in the same way that a starved dog looks at a steak. Her eyes followed him as he walked away, and then she looked at me. So, she said with a smirk, how did you manage to meet him? See you later, Shoney, I replied turning away from her and heading towards the doors to our theater. I was not in the mood to entertain her questions. She didn't reply. I waited by the doors for Eric to come with our drinks and popcorn, and we went inside to find our seats. Hey, Angel, he said after we left the theater. You hungry? Yeah, I replied. Let me take you to this place I know, he said. We got into his car and headed over to Prince Barbecue. Princess was a well-known rib shack in the Brownsville area. When I was little, we used to come to get a slab from here sometimes with my mom, I said, amused that Eric was taking me to a place that I already knew well. What you know about these ribs? Eric said, laughing. One of the things that he and Tab would tease me about was being raised in a home with an overprotective mother. I wasn't allowed to go places with my friends like most kids I had gone to school with. We didn't have cable TV like most, and so I was often teased for not having had access to what was the latest news or music at that time. Eric understood that I really didn't know a lot of things that other girls did at our age. Not just about hot spots around Miami to go and hang out as a teenager, but about intimacy, sex, or any of the other subjects that girls my age claim to be experts in. Sometimes I would catch him staring at me with a small smile on his lips. I never felt as though his teasing was malicious, though. 
Most times he seemed amused by my lack of street savvy and refreshed by it at the same time. Princess Barbecue was a small rib shack with standing room only space in order to order takeout. Eric suggested that we take our food back to his grandmother's house. When we got there, his aunt and one of his cousins were in the living room arguing about something. Eric acted as though he didn't even see them. Come on, he said, walking down that hallway to his room. They're always arguing. Don't pay that any attention. Eric's room was a large area that had been part den and part second kitchen area. It stretched the length of the back of the house. In it was his bed, two brown chairs that probably came from the living room, a large TV, and a video game hooked up to it, and a humongous stereo system. Eric noticed me staring at the stereo system. I love music, he said. I see, I replied. I can't play anything now because Granny turned off the breaker to that wall. But on my days off, I be in here jamming, he said, chuckling. As we ate, we talked about the different kinds of music that we both liked. We had a lot in common, but Eric was into a lot of underground music that I had never heard of. He had a huge collection of CDs. Eric told me that he loved listening to different artists and that music helped him stay calm. Calm? I asked. Yeah, I have an anger problem, he replied. Since I was a little boy, I sometimes get real angry. I had a hard time controlling my anger, so when I came to stay with Granny, she played music for me. It was the only thing that calmed me down when I was upset. I didn't respond. I just looked at him and wondered what could make a child that kind of angry. At the time, I didn't ask. He seemed to be really comfortable sharing this with me, and I thought asking too many questions might ruin it. I know you don't play video games, he teased. Have you ever seen one of these? He asked, pointing to the PlayStation on the floor. Shut up, I said, wiping my mouth with a napkin. That made him laugh. Our conversations were like that. He would tease me about something, I would make a retort, and he would laugh. Most times the laugh would be followed by a kiss on the lips or the cheek. We stood together in his room after the last crack he made about me possibly not knowing what HBO was. We stood close, forehead to forehead, for a while. He had his arms around me, and we swayed with each other even though there was no music playing. I guess I better get you home, he said. Yeah, I said. We all want the warden putting you in solitary. I won't be able to see you, he added. Then he pressed his lips to mine to stifle whatever response I was about to make. I had been ready to say something in response, but the softness and the gentle way that his lips moved over mine made me forget everything except that I was falling for this dude. Crazy family and all. So what do y'all think about my voice, my Eric voice? (laughs) 
I think it's actually kind of funny. Like it, I don't know. I'm not a a voice actor, of course, and I thought it would just be kind of fun to play around with the different voices and see how it would sound when I um, do it on the podcast. So I think Eric's voice sounds a little silly, (laughs) but I hope that you enjoy listening to it. Um, I'll do a few more episodes with excerpts from Through Different Eyes. I'm going to skip around a little bit just so you get a taste of the beginning, the love, a little bit of the red flags, and then a little bit of the more serious things that happen between them in their relationship. This story is not one that is a romance that is about the coming together of a couple and a happy ending in an urban setting. This story is about what happens between two people when one is victimized and one takes... um, takes the role of the abuser I guess is more is the most accurate way to put it so I hope that you enjoy this story and once again thank you for listening well this episode was a little bit shorter than usual but I appreciate you tuning in and listening I hope you enjoyed that short excerpt from through different eyes I am looking forward to sharing the next portion and also a preview of Through Different Eyes Part 2. Thank you again for listening. I really appreciate you guys' support. And I hope that you will continue to listen and discuss with me the books and topics that we look at through different eyes on this podcast. Have a great one. See you soon.